Chapter Nineteen of the Tale of Dicky Deermouse by Arthur Scott Bailey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nineteen: The Wrong Turn. For a few moments, Dicky Deermouse's cousins looked terribly disappointed. He had told them that his new house had only one chamber, and each of the three big families had expected to have at least one bedroom. The elder cousins gathered in a group and talked in low tones. Dicky could not hear what they said. He hoped that they were going to bid him farewell and go back to where they came from. But he soon saw that they had no such idea. The eldest of all, whom Dicky knew as Cousin Daddle, said to him presently, "'Cheer up! We know you'd be sorry not to have us with you during the winter. So we'll take a look at your chamber. Perhaps it's big enough for all of us.' Dicky tried to tell Cousin Daniel Deermouse that he was afraid the chamber would be too crowded with so many in it, but when he opened his mouth the words somehow would not come, and at last he nodded his head and crept through his doorway, while his cousins followed him one by one. The younger cousins pushed and crowded and quarrelled, making such a commotion that Dicky Deermouse could hear them plainly, though he was some distance ahead of them. "'Those youngsters will have to keep still!' he said over his shoulder to the cousin that was nearest him. Everybody passed the message down the line, and when the youngsters heard it they began to laugh. "'Tell Cousin Dicky to stop us if he can!' they shouted. Their rude answer reached Dicky Deermouse just as he came to a place in his front hall to which he had paid little heed before. Right at the spot where he stood the tunnel divided itself into two passages. Before he had taken the one on the right— but now something told him to go the other way, so he turned to the left, still followed closely by the cousin that was behind him. The whole procession came trailing after them, and the first thing Dicky or anybody else, knew, they all found themselves standing in the grassy pasture once more, in the grey light of the morning. They had passed out through the back door of the house, without entering the chamber at all. As soon as Dicky's relations saw where they were, they looked at one another in a puzzled fashion. "'What's the matter?' Cousin Daniel demanded of Dicky. "'I followed the crowd, but I saw no chamber anywhere.' Dicky Deermouse didn't know exactly what to say, so he merely shook his head, hoping that the company would go away. "'Can it be possible that you've lost your bedroom?' Cousin Daniel Deermouse asked him. "'Is it so small that you could have overlooked it?' "'The bedroom's none too big.' Dicky replied. "'Then maybe we passed through it without noticing it,' his elderly cousin observed. "'We can't stand around here in the pasture all day, Dan'l,' the cousin's wife complained. "'If Mr. Hawk happened to come this way, he'd be sure to see us.' "'What do you suggest?' cousin Dan'l asked Dicky Deermouse. "'You see, the women are nervous,' and he cocked an eye up at the sky, as if he did not feel any too safe himself when he thought of Mr. Hawk. "'It seems to me,' Dickie told him, "'that we'd all of us better go back to our summer homes.' And then, after saying that, he hoped everybody would get home without an accident, and wouldn't meet Mr. Hawk, Dickie Deermouse turned towards the woods and hurried away. His parting words did not make his cousins feel any happier, and since they wanted to get out of sight as soon as they could, they quickly followed Dickie's example and scurried off as fast as they could go to spend another day in the summer houses in which they had been living. Now Dickie Deermouse had paused as soon as he had reached the rail fence at the edge of the woods, and, unseen by his cousins, he peeped back to find out what they might do. 
when the three families scattered in three different directions dickie deer mouse believed that he was well rid of them but by the time it had grown so light that he did not want to show himself in the pasture not even long enough to scamper the short distance from the fence back to the front door of his new house so he passed another day at the last year's bird nest End of chapter 19